Welcome back, folks. We are here, episode 61. Do you want the li- wh- window lowered? No, I was going to raise it actu- uh, actually up. Hello, I'm Jacob Fanshaw. I'm Noah Alvarez, and, you know. This is the Front Row Seat Podcast, a real authentic edition. Yeah, you're hearing the windows roll up, the car starting, the whole nine yards. <laughs> More. That's cool. Oh, no, no, that's fine. Thank you. Right, it is okay. a little... Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. You know what? In my head, I heard you say... No, that's fine, but for some reason, it translated in my brain to roll it up, and I was just like, fuck. All right, all right. (laughs) Well, in any case, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's episode 61. We continuously find the strength in our mental capacity to do this during the week. I mean, seriously, I don't know if you ever sit there and think, like, you know, I'm sure you get tired or sometimes you want to get some extra sleep. You got called into work tonight. Yeah. You know, you're going to have a long one, and I, I just think, like, I hope you listeners, or no, not even I hope you listeners... I appreciate you yes. being available and you making time. Like and listeners can listen whenever. It's right. us that have to carve the time out. And vice versa to you, my friend, because, I mean, I was thinking about that on the way up here. We've recorded, you know, typically in the evenings, but there's been occasions where we record in the mornings, where we record at, like, 1, 2 a.m. Oh, you yeah, know. Those, those late night ones. Yeah, those are pretty Yeah, long. there's been times where we've recorded on the weekends, in our room, in your parents' living room or dining area. You know, we've recorded so many different places and so many different times. With so many different people. Yeah, with so many different people. I just, I really, you know, I like what we have going on. Because it's very, I think it's very, like, authentic and it we are an reflects an ex- our hustle and bustle of our own personal lives. Yeah, we're an accessible podcast, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Very accessible indeed. Just like I am, newly single. Hey. I'm accessible to the world. And I mean, like, truthfully, truthfully single. I'm not going to go into details, just... I'm now out of a three-year quagmire of what you could call a sort okay, of so what does quagmire mean? Quagmire? Define that, yes. Uh, it's like a swamp. A swamp. Or swampy-ish, like, it's a, bog. Really? Do you know what a bog is? Yeah, I know what a bog okay, is. Okay, that's kind of what a quagmire really? is. I don't know exact definition, but, like, a quagmire is just like a sticky situation. Like, mm. it's just, you know, not ideal. So not a physical bog. Mm, it's I, more of, like, a metaphorical I, well, bog. I, I don't even know if it's a bog at all. I just, I'm glad you know what a bog is. And for the listeners that don't know, it's kind of like a... It's a swamp. Swampy-ish. Yeah, I guess, yeah, it's a swampy-ish area with murky water and yeah. maybe quicksand. That does exist. Quicksand is a real thing mm-hmm. in, in life. Right. Um, anyways, yeah, anyways I, I freed myself of the shackles of self... self... Uh, self-hatred. You know, I was mm-hmm. really not being kind to myself. And I guess the message, overall theme, no, not theme, but overall message of today's episode should be that you should never lie to yourself. You should always be true to yourself and love yourself. Because if you do neither of those things, only bad things can come from that. And that's what I've learned. And I think a important thing to remind the listeners and ourselves as well is, you know, do not feel like you have to settle at any point. Oh, that's a big one. Yes. Speaking from personal experience, you know, um... I think I was in previous relationships sometimes longer than they needed to drag on because I felt like I couldn't do better. This was the best that I could do at that particular time. Or you were just comfortable. Right. Com- I think comfortable is a little bit different in the sense of settling because I knew or it felt like, you know, not 24-7, but it felt like most of the time while I was in said you know, relationship that I'm referring to, it just felt like I was settling and that I could do better. And, you know, sometimes it's okay to have those thoughts, but be honest with yourself. Like you were saying earlier, and be honest with your partner or whoever you're with or whoever you're talking to, whether it's a serious relationship or just, you know, a talking stage or whatever. But 
I think um, you know, I think we're what we're both realizing is that you know, living in your twenties and just being a young adult, whether you're, you know you're late teens or twenties, whatever, it's tricky. I, I feel like we're still trying to figure out what we like, what we desire, what uh, we want to see in others, whether it's friendships, who we relationships, are as who we are. people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's changing a little bit too. You know? Oh, of course, absolutely, it's changing. You're a clip older than I. You know, right. I'm I'm on the cusp of my quarter life crisis in turning 25 next march mm-hmm. you're on the cusp of a bigger crisis hitting 30 the big 3-0 or yeah like i wouldn't say they're crisis soon. can we not call them crisis because that sounds like a bad Ooh, has true. a derogatory okay, okay true i guess i would I just, say milestones yeah 25 is a milestone not 30 sorry buddy we are the you don't next, think 30 is a milestone I think no the next big, biggest milestone isn't fi- isn't it 50 and then I after think that any, 70 i think at any decade or any like 30 40 50 that's a milestone because okay, for the I, I like for the that. next 10 years you're gonna have a three in front of your digit you know what i mean mm, Ooh, i never thought of it that way okay yeah i, I still right, enjoy right. you know i still enjoy saying 20 something but i know when that's when i eventually have to say oh yeah i'm 30 hey, something buddy, at least you're on the right side of 25 just wait till you're on the wrong side of 45 true you're See? right no you're right a and common saying i hear my uncle say often <laughs> you're on the right side of 25 and he's on the wrong side of 45 Ooh, yeah so, things food for thought but you also gave me some thought for my food i mean food for my thought Yes, correct. <laughs> so it's just interesting. And I think, um, you know, one thing I want to remind the listeners out there is just, you know, is I feel like everyone moves on different timelines. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, I'll don't kinda, compare yourself to anyone. Mm-hmm, don't compare yourself to anybody. I don't. Whether it is with a business, whether it is with a you know particular goal, whether it's a romantic relationship. You know, if you see your friends having babies or mar- getting married, that's cool for them. But that doesn't mean it has to be for you. And same thing if, you know. You know, they get promotions or they're going on boats or whatever. I don't know. Just don't compare Attract yourself to others. Attract good energy in the world today. You know what I did today on the way home? What? So I was at my buddy Andy's house. Uh, we had a couple bongos, bullshit, you know, watching Friday Night Lights on NBC. Mm. Poorly acted show, but the storylines were prime. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, some guy's car ran out of gas mm. right in front of uh, the street. So the street was like at the end of the street, make a left at the stop sign. And I'm trying to get to Painter, right? To get home, to get back on Whittier Boulevard. Yeah. This guy's car broke. The moment I saw him get out of his car and start pushing, I put my hazards on. I threw my car in park, got out, and I ran over, and I helped him push and steer. And then he kind of just, like, sputtered off and cut across the street. Like, I don't know where he was going. I just, I was like, I'm trying to go. I'm going to help you go because that's what I would do. That's (laughs) nice of you, yeah. Yeah, I, I got out and I helped him. And I just thought to myself, like, man, like, I probably accumulated some good karma today. You know, like, I could have oh, totally yeah. just sat in my car and watched this guy sweat it out. But I was like, you know yeah. what? If I was in that situation, I would want someone to help me. Yeah. Undoubtedly. Oh, of course. And it took, there was no, it's not like I was holding traffic up. It took us, took us less than five minutes. Like, his car was a smaller car. It wasn't That's like a, a monster, gigantic, <laughs> you know, car. Yeah. So it was, it was good. And I don't know. Like, it just got me thinking, like, Alec, you know, I'm so excited for his wedding. I don't know. Is it a wedding or just his reception? I think it's just the reception that is next uh, March, correct? Yeah, next March. That's yeah, crazy. Anyways, um, it's going to be a dual celebration. I'm going to celebrate my birthday up there, but I don't want to nice. take away the fire away from, you know, his reception. So, like, Oh, of course. You'll have your time. Don't yeah, get me we'll, wrong. We'll, we'll figure that out. But yes. anyways, getting back to the conversation at hand is like, you got to just embrace that goodness. Like, I don't have friends that are getting married quite yet. I'm sure that's happening for you more often. And you don't sound bitter about it. But, like, right. you should always just embrace. Like, yeah, it, sometimes I see people that I know that I went to high school with. Like, they're they're all prego and they're going to have kids. And I'm like, wow. You know, mm-hmm. like, some girl I know just had her second kid. And I'm like, wow. 
Like if that if that's what they want and if and if that's how their life is gone, then good for them. Like yeah. you know, I wish nothing but love, success, and good health for their families. Yeah, and I think it's what's interesting too, because think about it. And I always tell the the kids that I work with, um, lessons like this. Imagine if everyone wanted the same thing or had the same goals. Like there would be the little variety in each person, right? There'd be each, no diversity. There would be no diversity, and I think sometimes what's cool about you know, whether it's my friendship with you or Alexis, Alec, Mac, the different people that I know in my life and interact with on a you know regular basis, you know, we're all so different as far as like what our goals, our vision, our morals are. And a lot of them may cross paths. We may have some similarities, but there's also some key and major differences. Right. And I think that's is part of the human experience, you know, and I think that's one thing I really appreciate from our friendship and just other people that we've had onto the show I mean, if you remember people like Karen, people like Alec, people like Max Jacobs, um, people like Jamal. Mac, Jamal. We've had so many different characters on the show. And, Shit, um, damn, when you say it like that, we have. Yeah, and it's it's interesting to pull one, you know, to kind of relate to what I was saying earlier, but it's good to pull knowledge from different resources. You know, I think that if you get your knowledge from one source, that knowledge will become stale. So I think it is valuable to... Not stale. It'll just become super biased in point of view because you're only getting it from one source. True. If yeah. all you ever knew of, say, your neighbor was what your other neighbor said who dislikes your neighbor, all you would think about is negativity to your neighbor on your right-hand side because True. the neighbor on the left-hand side hates him. Right. And, but you don't know that, and you're just being fed all these lies. Basically, Correct. like, blatant like propaganda and, like, just mind washing you know exactly so you should always have varied sources of information or just varied approaches right to outlooks approaches and outlooks to life right and i think you know one thing just to kind of tie it all back together you know we have in common this goal of podcasting and that's why we do make time every week to do this and you know other people who we know also podcast like marcos and eddie we're going to be on their podcast tomorrow we'll give them a a plug on that breakfast burrito check them out but you know they make a conscious effort you know every week or try to every week you know to try and put out a podcast same with carl and max with their rocks in the outfield podcast and um other people their commitment is with their partner and having this kid or buying a house or whatever it may be you know what i'm saying and i think that's the cool thing about meeting different people of different backgrounds and just their different interests and different priorities and yeah, I don't know. I think that kind of ties a bow on just, I guess, the differences and the diversity of people we have in this this planet, this simulation. I don't want to call it simulation, but I'm going to call it simulation. Because <laughs> we're literally, if you guys think about it too, man, we're I'm just... too tired for this. We're just floating in space, man. I was watching Alexa's video before I headed out, and um, or on the way. I was listening to on the way I headed out. Shout out to Alexis O'Neill. She has a YouTube channel, and, um, you know, she'll go on these hikes sometimes, and she smokes. Um... And she'll just bring up stuff like the simulation theory and how we're all, you know, the things that we stress about on a day-to-day basis can seem so minuscule once we kind of think bigger picture in the actual odds of us being here alive on this planet that we very, I think we think we know quite a bit about, but I would say we only probably know a little bit about this place that we live on and how it got here and how we got here. And yeah, I think. Our day-to-day problems become minimized when we think bigger picture. Yeah, but you need those day-to-day problems. I think that's what keeps us grounded. 100%, yeah. I wouldn't say that they're 
do away with them at all. We're not capable of understanding the scope and sheer magnitude of our existence. You're right. Why do you think we invented religion? Mmm. Mmm. I like that. I think religion helps keep keep uh, keep the peace, keep order. It helps also... give an answer to something that is impossible to answer. What happens when we die? Who right. are we? What did we? Mm. What? How did we get here? Where did we come from? What do you think happens when we die? I've told you this before. We've talked about this on the show. Okay. I think I wake just... up in a cornfield and there's baseball. Okay. And it's played with like the players of every year, mm. or like just the ghost of baseball. Mm-hmm. And then I think I walk through the cornfield on the other way and there's college football. Mm. And then I think there's like a portion of for just me to just be happy, like relive my happiest moments in my life with the people. Because obviously I'm dead, so they're all going to be there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or maybe not, but... Who knows, yes. But I should say who they are. And it, it, it's just going to basically be my life without all... It's basically going to be life, but without any issue in the world. There's the, nothing bad will exist. But yeah. like you're not going to... It's not going to... You're not going to be living life because you won't need to eat or drink water or, or probably or, use the restroom or procreate or yeah, no nothing you'll just be you won't know you all those are negative negative things or not negative things but like take away from your pure 100% happiness your energy yeah so instead you're just gonna be I guess you're just gonna be a positive energy you're mm. gonna be a a metaphorical manifestation of the word positive energy and vibes mm. and that's what I think heaven is or that's what I, I well actually I really think that when we die we just go six feet under that's what I really think but, mm-hmm. but for the sake of this conversation and the sake of the podcast, I'll elaborate a little bit. And if I were to entertain the idea of heaven, I think that's what I would entertain. Yeah. It would be three different sections of three of my biggest loves. My life and myself, college football or football in general, and then baseball. Yeah. And then, I don't know. I, I, I mean, how would you want to live in eternity? eternity? Yeah. Wouldn't you want to live it doing and doing the things that make you happiest and seeing the people that made you the happiest? Mm-hmm. I think if that was the case, you know, yeah, I would want to do some things that were, would cheer me up. Have you heard about the, the reason why in the Bible, when angels appear they're you're told, do not be afraid. Have you, have you heard about like artists? No. What do you mean? Have you seen videos or posts on, on artists and their renditions of what angels are supposed to be? Nah, like, tell me. The whole concept of the angel, like, like the little cherub, or cherub, if I'm not mistaken, like the winged, like like some winged dude that comes down and is like angelic singing, like that's, apparently there's like three different types of angels, and each angel is like a different level of heaven, and it, it, the final angel guards God. The pearly gates? Yeah, like, no, guards God, like mm. thrown to God, I guess, and it's like this revolving sphere of eyes. And it's like, it's like angels are otherworldly essentially. Like they're, they're, they're not like these angelic beings. They, they're, they're actually monstrosities, but mm. they're like the purest form of the Holy Ghost or some crazy shit like that. Yeah. Wow. I'd like to think that <clears throat> as we die, I think there'll be like a brief moment where we do kind of relive our best moments, almost as if it was like a. A quick commercial, not a commercial, but like a preview or a trailer to our life. Well, it couldn't right? be a trailer. I think it would just be like a... Yeah, I guess you're right. Not a, a recap, maybe. I guess. I mean, it's it's been but, scientifically proven that the, the, the body itself doesn't... Like, I think it takes like a full like 10 minutes, I think, for the human body to really like completely fully like shut down, like naturally, meaning yes. the person's still hearing. So this brings up larger questions of 
do you believe in a soul or like did, see that's what I was gonna get into I, I, I do believe in soul we have souls and I think what is a soul? at the end of the day our souls get reincarnated to a new life a new life form um, I think I've mentioned to this to you on the show and I mentioned it to a few other people but I there are moments in my life and it's kind of hard to explain but you know I feel like I'm pretty connected I feel like I'm pretty spiritual and there just have been certain instances where I feel like I'm connecting back to like a previous life that I had lived my soul right no Alvarez has only been alive since 94 but I recall things that may have been from a different person's or a different viewpoint that I was that I personally wasn't alive for but my soul may have been you know involved and like the biggest thing but you're saying you recall what so one instance particular and you know bear with me let me finish the whole thing before you make any comments but you know every time i go in a on a hike in a wooded area like in a heavily wooded area jacob not just like you know where out in Whittier or in orange like those areas aren't super wooded when I'm in an area where there's lots of trees and I feel like I really can't like see my surroundings clearly, um, my fight or flight senses kick in. And the only way I can explain, the best way I can kind of put this into words for you and the listener to comprehend is it feels like as if I almost like it like flashbacks to as if I was a small mammal hiding in the forest, worried about predators constantly chasing me. Whether it was like a not so much a squirrel, but like squirrel sized. Does that make sense? Odd that you view yourself as a rodent, but okay, you know, that's. But that's just, I would like to think that my soul was in in a squirrel's body or a chipmunk's body at some point in or, entire or, history. Or have you given the idea and thought that that is just the natural human response to being in an unknown area? Because if I if I woke up in a, or not even woke up in the middle of a forest, if we went to Joshua Tree again, but see Joshua on, Tree let, doesn't let finish. Go ahead. And and we we hiked in just one direction. You we just picked one direction. We walked for hours. Yeah. On end and like say we got lost. Like I would be very fight or flight scared because I am lost in the middle of the desert. Right. Hey, maybe for you the trigger is a densely wooded area, but I don't I don't think that your soul wants belong to that of a foraging chipmunk i that, I don't buy that i think that to, and that's fair we can agree to disagree I in think that that's sense just your natural human right it's, it's dude no matter how complex thought we may have we're still animals right but hear me out i guess so our brains are still naturally hardwired yes you're right in the sense of it goes back to things millennia of years well before us but mm-hmm. that's evolution we're hardwired to fight or flight when something happens like when we're scared or when you're nervous or like mm-hmm. we're not nervous but when you're scared or in a dangerous situation your body is in tune with itself it's it, basically your body prepares for action yeah you know like for a man your, your testicles pull up closer to you mm-hmm. no seriously yeah. like I know, they pull I know. up closer to you your, your breathing becomes I think high more, end it's sharp yeah exactly yeah. like it's just you everything is more and that's evolutionary like it yeah. anyone can not turn it on but just you, you can't control that. So Correct. I'm sure that it's a subconscious yeah. thing that happens. Yeah, but I, I, I the would, only the thing I'll add to that, and because while you're what you're saying is it could be true, but I guess the thing I'll add to those experiences, and this is just the one of them that I've experienced like this, but it almost feels like like a flashback, like I've been there before. Deja vu. Deja vu, hmm. and it feels almost 
lifelike, you know, almost like for a split second. I don't, I don't, you never watched Avatar The Last Airbender, right? Uh, I saw episodes. I didn't religiously watch it. Okay, well, there's episodes where he kind of jumps back and forth between the spirit world and the actual, like, physical world that he belonged to, right? But because he, he was the Avatar, he's capable of doing that. He's the bridge between both. And I just felt like, you know, or even better, well, you never watched Stranger Things either, huh? I saw season one. Okay, well, kind of how at, like, 11, she jumps back and forth between the underworld, or upside-down world, and then the regular world. Right. I, I just felt like in that brief moment, you know, Noah was hiking, and it was specifically the Redwoods National Forest when I went, or National Park. When I went with my mom, we were hiking this trail, and I just remember, like, feeling, like, for, like, a brief, like, five seconds, I felt like, you know... My, my senses got heightened, and then all of a sudden I looked at myself, and, like, the world felt big, like I was small, and I just felt like I was a small mammal. Maybe you were just in <laughs> awe. Maybe, and that that could be true, too. Like, it took me back, though, and I, and that's just one experience, but, um, you know, I also like to think, too, that when I watch things from, like, the 80s or 70s, I, I feel pretty connected to it, even though I had never lived during that period. Well, that's just nostalgia. You're not alone in that. I watch clips, you know, I watch old, like, sports clips from the 80s and stuff, and it's just, like, it feels no different from today. That's just nostalgia that I think pop culture has made us feel about the 80s because, again, it, that's a very distinctive style of era and generation. So I, we watch something from it, and it's like, oh, you feel as if you know, not that you were a part of it, but you feel as if you know about the 60s mm-hmm. or the 70s or the 80s or the 90s through various TV shows or movies because... Mm-hmm you have this portrayal of, like, this is what a person from the 60s looked like. This is some of the cultural moments in it, or some of the cultural impacts of the 70s, and yeah. this is what was going on in the 80s. Like, you, if we had to think about between the 60s and the thousands, we could come up, at least with from each decade, a couple of things pertinent to that decade that defined it, right? so to speak. So... Okay. I don't. I, I don't. I don't necessarily know if you're getting deja vu. I just. I think it can be explained. Yeah. I, I think the explanation is the fight or flight response. Mm-hmm. But as in terms of, I don't know, feeling a weird connection to like '80s shit. Yeah, I don't know. I feel it too. I like listening to Hall and Oats. So. Hall and Oats. I feel it when I hear a lot of Hall and Oats. But I yeah, mean, I guess I think that just goes to show that there are certain things have you, that are timeless. Ha- Let me ask you this: Have you ever had? An existential experience. An existential like experience? Like where you left your body. Where I left my body? And you were watching your body. Huh. Um. No, but there has been odd times. Well, I don't know if I have sleep apnea, but there's been odd times where mm. I've, I've woken <laughs> up. No, seriously, I've woken up in the middle of the night and I'm like, like, like I wake up and I'm gasping for air and oh. I'm not sure entirely why, but I don't feel like I was watching myself. Okay. Um. No, I'm gonna say no. No, okay. I've never had an existent. I've never uh, ayahuasca levels of like. Yeah. Detachment. No. You know, I've never done ayahuasca, but it was weird. Actually, pretty recently, and I don't know if I told you this, but when I announced to my former head coach at the high school I was at last year that I was no longer, you know, gonna coach this season. For a brief moment as he was talking like so I said what I had to say and then he started you know commenting back on you know what I just said about leaving the program and going somewhere else and um, as he was talking it was really trippy Jacob I was sitting in this front desk and he was you know in the teacher seat 
of the, his classroom that he was teaching in. And um, all of a sudden, like, I just, I kept, like, zooming out of the picture to the point where I could see myself, Noah, sitting in the chair, and then he was talking to me. And it was kind of, it was really trippy, you know? I, I, I haven't really experienced anything like that. And the crazy thing is I wasn't, like, high. I wasn't drunk, you know? I was out of school, so, like, I wasn't going to go under any sort of influence. So it was weird that I had that trip, uh, that experience solely sober, completely sober. Um, But yeah, I I think souls and spirits or whatever happens in the afterlife is definitely tricky. I think it's open for discussion. I think there's a lot of different beliefs and possibilities that what happens to us and whatever. Yeah, what happens to us after we pass. It's interesting to talk about. It's above my pay grade. <laughs> it's above your pay grade. Yeah. It's I like it. How are you liking your new job, by the way? How about we transition to that? Oh, okay. Um, my new job's going well. Uh, this week, as we speak now, recording on Wednesday, what is it, May 11th? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in the middle of my third week, so next week we'll, well, that'll be basically a month or like make a month, and it kind of doesn't feel like a month for, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's not a bad job, especially for the money I'm making, 40 hours a week, mm-hmm. uh, benefits, Monday through Friday. Weekends off, um, other holidays off, like major and minor, um, 7 a.m. to 3.45 p.m. Like, I don't know. I can't really complain. The job, like, the, the work I do isn't too hard. Like, most times, I'm kept busy enough to where if I really am not focused on the clock and I'm listening to iHeartRadio or I'm listening to an MLB game on the, on the MLB app, like, time goes by pretty quick especially after lunch like once i get over the hump of lunch which i have my lunch at 11 30 mm-hmm. 45 minutes and once i'm back from lunch my day is just zooms on by okay take my last break at two and i'm off at 3 45 nice yeah it's, it's it's nice working in santa fe springs saves on gas i get to work in like 15 minutes yeah hell I yeah start at like i said i start at seven so i the latest i've left is like 6 40 and i made it just tra- in the nick of time i was gonna say traffic's not terrible the at traffic's kind of non-existent i hit a little traffic on mills avenue which is by california high oh yeah yeah. I, mills. I run into a little bit of issues there oh, and then yeah. and then i run into some slight issues on telegraph but mm-hmm. nothing busier streets yeah exactly like I, nothing that can't be avoided if i actually got my ass up and left 10 <laughs> minutes earlier there's times where like dude i've slept through my alarms and i'm like oh fuck like so, so i actually have three alarms set but I can see myself being here at this job for a while and, like, getting my bread up and then, like, moving out. Like, that's that's going to be a reality that I think I, I'm going to make mm-hmm. happen. Or, no, that's a goal that I'm going to make a reality by the end of this year or the beginning of next year. Because I'm just – I have a set amount that I'm not going to disclose being taken out of every paycheck that's going to be sent to my credit union debit card, which I never use. Mm-hmm. And basically, you can't miss what you don't see. Right. I very well can't miss this amount if I don't see it taken out. So whatever is going to be deposited into my paycheck on payday, that's my amount of money minus whatever the amount I said so. Okay. And that amount is supposed to – so my aunt, she's the head of a – she's a branch manager at a credit union. So yeah. I go to her for my financial advice or at least personal financial advice. Right, right. And so I pay 250 for rent right now, mm-hmm. right? And the money I'm taking out of having take, – being taken out of my check – and sent into this separate checking account, it's supposed to emulate the fact of I won't be paying rent. Instead, it'll be basic like basic utilities plus rent because I'll be splitting rent four ways yeah. or three ways. I don't know however it works out. But essentially, it's just supposed to be able to prove to myself that like, hey, within I can live by myself. Like I can pay rent because mm. that's kind of the biggest thing. Like I don't want to 
move out and it's like well now I can't afford rent because yeah. then I have to come back home and that's just not going to happen once I leave like that's it like I'm not there's no coming back yeah that's big um, budgeting yeah. is <clears throat> something that I feel like maybe I'm depending learning. on the high school you I went to yeah no I was going to say though like I feel like it's, it should be a bigger and don't get me wrong look we are, when we're 16, 17, 18 years old we probably don't care what the teachers have in store for us but realistically you know budgeting is a super underrated skill to have and while a lot of adults young adults specifically can talk about it think that they know how to budget i'm saying this too as a person who knows that there's still a lot to be learned about budgeting properly you know it's something i feel like is one trial by error but two like you know once you get the hang of it or once you kind of develop your niche or develop your style of budgeting because i think it's different for everybody you know you me your person your neighbor and you might say your sister when she becomes an adult you know we're all going to budget differently and it all could work for our budget and our spending habits and our jobs that we have but um you know i think it's important to make that a priority in your life especially if you plan or already do move out and live on your own um because it's tough out here man it, it is tough out fucking here and um props to you though i'm glad you're liking the new job and i'm glad you have this Goal in I, w- I wouldn't say I'm liking it. It's just it's a tolerable job, and it's okay. very it's very well, low key. There's no like nobody's on my ass. Nobody's like three weeks in, and, and I've kind of figured out like it's just everyone does their own thing. Yeah, and no one really cares about like what you're doing as long as you're doing your job right, and it's just it's really cool. Yeah, and it's a job that'll give me a decent amount of money that'll make being on my own a reality. And why do I keep harping on being on my own? Because it's just I think. Yeah, you're at that age, man. You want to yeah, be on I your own. Yeah, I think that's it. I just think that's it. There's yeah, no explanation. Like, like right? I'm tired yeah. of just living under the thumb of my parents. Like, I'll be straight yeah. up. And I'm just, I'm ready to kind of leave and, like, detach myself from my family a little bit. Not totally cut off, but, like, for, I think, for a good solid month. Like, I just don't want to come back here. Like, I, I'll i talk to my mom and dad, but I'm not, don't ask me to come over because yeah. I'm not going to go over because I don't want to go over because I yeah. don't, I, I, you know. And that's good, man. I feel like, you know, as much. I'm excited because I know it's going to be a reality. Whether it's with you, you and I, it might be a little more monthly so that might kind of suck but i also know that like well my buddy andy and his his current roommate brandon like they're gonna be looking again or whenever they start looking and it's like you've met andy Mm -hmm. and brandon's kind of just like andy very so like i think we could all you know make it happen Mm, all four of us or even just you and i i don't know one thing at a time yeah. yeah yeah i just i'm trying to figure shit out and i'm actually actively taking steps towards it and I know it's going to be a process. Like, six months isn't going to be nearly the goal that I want in terms of financially, but it's going to be a great, great start. And as long as I continue, that's I think that's the beauty of the automatic uh, payment being taken out is I, I don't have to do it. It's just, it's just I know I'm going to forget about it. And then, like, at the end of the year, I can take a peek and just be like, damn, like, I, I've, I don't think I've ever saved more than $1,000. Hmm. Like, that's pretty ridiculous, and that's going to change very soon. Yeah. And I, I just think I'm excited at the possibility of, like, now I'll finally be able to not only talk about moving out, but as I put my money where my mouth is, like, dude, I got money for a down payment. I got money to help with first and last rent. Like, yeah. I got money to help make this a, a reality for us. Real grown-up shit. Yeah, I, I guess so, yeah. I, like I mean, that. I try not to think of it that way because then, it just, then I get stressed out on the whole, like, there's just so much of this. So I try to take it yeah. just step by step. Yeah. And, I, and I think for me, the biggest thing right now, step by step, is, like, not being paycheck to paycheck and this job's going to bring in a decent amount of money and it'll allow me to not be paycheck to paycheck but i I think i need to get into the art of mastering so like my rent i'm going to always pay up front 
but maybe with my bills, like one paycheck, take half of it and the other half it up rather mm-hmm. than a whole fool of what I owe and shit like that. So I'm just, I don't know. It's cool. Just started. I wish I could fast forward six months, maybe six months from now, just come back and just be like, yeah, it worked out really well. Maybe. I, I don't know. Life is weird. Yeah. But so. I think at the end of the day, too, you got to live. You got to enjoy each moment every day, too. Yeah. I, you can't you can't get caught looking too far ahead. Yeah. Because if you do that, then, yeah, you, you're going to be, you're, I think you'll constantly find yourself unhappy in your current situation because you're not where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Rather, I need to turn that conversation around from, rather than focusing on, hey, this is not where I'm be, just focus on, like, I'm taking steps towards it. Yeah. And, in the words of the great and powerful Jesse Betts covers or Jesse covers sports bets. Oh yeah, Je- no, I think it's just Jeffy Jesse covers. Okay, Jesse covers at Jesse covers. If you want to get in on on a bookie action, <laughs> but he once told me like I shared the podcast and he had no idea we did this podcast. Right. And we were hanging out. We're not hanging out. We're just bullshitting. And he yeah. bas- and I told him like you know like we're small. Whatever you know yada yada and he basically said you know. Ev- Every small dub is still a dub. Right. And I, I think I need to remind myself of that. I, I get very... at Sitting now at 24 years old, I can tell you that the feelings that I feel the most are loneliness, abandonment, anger, and hurt. Mm. And I'm not entirely sure how finances fit into that situation, but I just know that they do. And like the current situation I am in my life and where I am in my life... And I think a lot of that is because I get caught up on the what if and the what could be. Yeah. Rather than just like, just focus on myself, secure my job, make sure I do my job well, make sure that I can pay my bills. And control I'm not... the things you can control. Exactly. You know, if, if, if I can get to a point in my life where I'm paying my bills and I still have plenty of money to play with and I can go out and, you know, maybe not live lavishly or extensively, but just enjoy myself. Because, dude, I, as I mentioned, I, I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have a kid. I don't own a pet. My only hmm. responsibility is myself. Make sure Larry keeps running right. I need to put a little TLC into Larry. Like, yeah, yeah. I just, I, like, my life really isn't, or, like, my, the, the happiness, the bar for happiness in my life is pretty low in the sense of just, I want to achieve the very basics for myself first before I start thinking too large. Yeah. And I, and I think, and I, and I need to just enjoy these, the small steps. That, the small victories. Yeah. Each day, you know, I think one thing I listened to from a, a podcast recently, too, when you talk about these goals that you want, instead of using the word want, because want, sometimes when we use it in our vocabulary, he was saying, it determines, like, you know, well, we want these goals, we want these milestones, we want to achieve certain things, but it almost makes it seem as if we are not happy with what we have now or the job that we're at now or the position in life that we're at now because we want these goals. And, and he said, instead of using the word want, you know, your desire or you're in pursuit of these things, but you're going to be still happy whether or not these things come through or not. You're still going to be achieving some sort of balance or some sort of, I don't know, some sort of positive reward, even though necessarily A, B, and C don't happen. Does that make sense? Yes. So I think it's sometimes uh, appreciating every... When they really say, like, falling in love with the process, you really do. And, and I think that's one thing I'm still trying to learn how to figure out. But Falling in love with the process? Yeah, falling in love with the process. <coughs> but don't 
just from hearing what you just said right now, you're like, oh, I'll be happy when this and this and this happens. It's like, that's cool that you have those goals in mind, but you could still be happy now and not have to wait those six to eight months before I'm not, that. I'm not into inherently, place. I'm not inherently unhappy right now. I just think, I, I think I'm pretty indifferent towards li- or my life. My my emotions towards my life, my feelings towards my right. life. I'm pretty and that needs to ch- it needs to change right now, or else because if you have those emotions and feelings now about life, even with money or even with said job or even with moving out, you're still gonna have that automatic response to look and nitpick at the things that you feel indifferent about, and you'll still look at the bigger picture as a whole, maybe not too pleased. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Sorry, yawning. You're good. Uh, yes, no, it, it does. I, I need to work on, as as my ex would tell me often, I need to work on letting go and learning how to move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm un- I have not started reading the book that you lent me, I will fully admit. Which I'm kind one? of all over the... Oh, <laughs> the... Uh, yeah, don't sweat the small stuff. Yes. It's all the small stuff. Yes. Yeah, I'm trying to work that in right now. I haven't been doing too much reading, actually. Kind of disappointed in myself. I've lacked a little in that department, but... I don't know. I just feel like my mind has been consumed on other things. I, I feel like being an adult is just constant worry about the things that you have coming up. Like, it's just basically like Outcast said, like, the day-by-day rule can't be too wrong. Because mm-hmm. you just... I don't know. I, I like to think forward too much, but I also... I don't like to think too far ahead because it's like, hey, like, plans are... Mm-hmm. You got there's tons of There's tons of contingencies that are always going to come up in life. Yeah. So... One lyric that I really liked that about life and, and kind of just growing up was um, Doughboy Tony's line in, in These Times. Um, he's talking about how he reminisces when things were just so simple and everything feels like, uh, you know, days as an adult sometimes feel like it's a gloomy day. It's not, you know, time, yeah. it's not pouring, it's not snowstorm or lightning. It's just, it's it's just some life. days are just gloomy, I, I some days are just but, gloomy. But gloomy, it's like, it's and uneventful. It's, right. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like like I think that's just life. Like no offense, tomorrow like I, I don't expect anything extraordinary to happen. I'm gonna get right. up. It's a Thursday, the day before Friday. Like yeah. that's it. Like like I think many people fall into can relate to what I'm about to say in the sense of just it's not so much that you hate your life or you don't appreciate. It, you just it's the grind of life. Yeah. You get up every day. You gotta go to work because yeah. you gotta pay your bills and you gotta pay your bills to to have a modicum of fucking. Of small pleasure in your life you know I, we, we work so hard to have brief moments of like intense pleasure and freedom and then it's just back to the grindhouse again yeah well hear me hear me out I think the this is that's why I also think it's important for the listeners and, and both ourselves to really pursue what you want to do in life or th- not so much pursue what you want but things that you enjoy you know I, I don't know exactly what you do at this job but we don't have to get into it but like you know, uh, do you enjoy like wood, like cutting wood? Like, would you cut uh, you wood in your free I time? Actually, I actually don't cut wood, so I okay. think I got a more accurate. I, I've cut wood. I have. I just I don't think I'm a cutter. I'm a, a samples clerk. Okay. So I'm in charge of kind of making sure the inventory is always properly labeled. Yeah. It's proper uh, count up. Do Do I enjoy it? I mean. Define enjoy like the job's not hard. Hear me out though, because I've told you this and how I felt about coaching and just sometimes working with kids, and like I know. Well, you love coaching. I mean, right, and that's the thing too. Like, uh, not only do I love coaching, I just love working with kids in general. And I actually did just get a job in the summer working at like a youth camp, right? Oh, nice. Um, in the city of Anaheim, but you know, 
I know is never going to pay a lot. I know I'm never going to become a millionaire strictly off of whether it's teaching, coaching, football, working with kids. I know that. I know that's going to happen. But not going to happen is what I'm trying to say. But to me, it's like a job that I actually look forward to going to more days than not. Will I say every day I wake up super excited to go to work with these kids or coach football? No, there's some days where I'm feeling down in the dumps or some days it's tougher than um, most, right? But I think in general, like, I am happy being in those moments. I'm happy in that surroundings. Um, even when I worked at Big Five, I really enjoyed working at Big Five because the people around me were the so, like... The infamous Big Five. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I, you know, worked the first two, uh, almost three years of my life. It was, like, oh, yeah, like, two years and, like, eight months. And, um, you know, I just think... Right now, you may have to work this job, but I think it is something to kind of keep in mind. You know, it is maybe a motivation tactic you can use to find something different. Because I think there's so many jobs out there that we aren't even aware of, Jacob, that will maybe tailor more to your interest or will have a different schedule that allow you to maybe travel or that allow you to watch games whenever oh, you want. Well, well, dude, I'm just, I mean, th- this schedule kind of does that. Like, okay. You're saying that right now, but I feel like, you know, th- this is a, still a generic seven to three, like, you know, like job in the city. Like, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of different things out there that we are still unaware of that could be more ideal to you and maybe less. Because you just said you hadn't read, and I'm assuming because, you know, work and other things have kind of kept you busy. But I feel like, you know, there might be a job where there's less on your plate. So you could do some more reading or whatever you choose to do. Well, to clarify, I haven't read just because I just haven't had the desire yeah. to want to read. So it's, I, I don't I wouldn't say this job takes away anything from me, really. I mean, truthfully, it's like going to school again, really, if I think about it. 7 a.m., school would start, right? Get out at 3, 3.30, whatever. I'm off at of work at 3.45. Like, my day isn't really disrupted. Like, sure, I miss daytime baseball. But sometimes I always think to myself, like, what else would I be doing on a Wednesday at, uh, between these hours? Like, yeah, that's you know, true. Might as well go to work and make money. And again, I'm off at 3:45. Like, even if I had a shit day, and I'm like, dude, I want to get the fuck out of here. Like, I get out of work, it's 3:45. Like, I could, I could have an evening. We can do this. I can yeah. have dinner. I can go out. Like, I can still do shit. It does. It doesn't handicap my life in, in any way. And I have the weekends for myself. I have two days. Yeah. It's not like, oh man, I work Saturday, I only get Sunday. I get Saturday and Sunday. So like. Yeah. I don't know. I'm content right now, but I'm also just starting, and like I also need the money. So there's that. That's but good. I, I don't know. I, I, I understand what you're saying, but I don't. I don't envision myself anytime soon, being like, yeah, I need to flee this coop. Right. Right. That's right. Pretty. It's a pretty solid job, and I work with some pretty cool dudes. So okay. it's a small crew. Right on. Right so on. That's pretty sweet. In fact, one of the sales reps today bought us all in and out double doubles. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah, and it was like a godsend because guess who forgot to pack a lunch today? You. This guy. Nice. Yeah. Hey, dude. In and yeah. out, nothing. Exactly, dude. So like, think of the butterfly flight. Seriously, yeah. I got in and out. Right, free in and out, and a coke. Like he bought everyone cokes, uh-huh. fries, and double doubles. Nice. That's freaking sweet. Shout out to Paul. Uh huh. Paul from Gallagher. And then, get off of work. I had a twenty dollar bill. I was gonna go to Jack in the Box. And get Jack in a crack. Instead, I got in and out. Nice. I mean, come on. That's a blessing from the food gods right there. Oh, uh, yeah. What right? a blessing. Yeah, yeah. It's, the hap- it's, the hap- it's the little things. Right. Yeah, exactly. See, it was the little things in life. And then, you know, got off of work, went to Andy's house, chilled out for a bit, came back home, and it's just been a chill day. And, like, I, w- I wouldn't have been able to do that with the other data entry job I had. I'd still be at work. 
Their mm. hours changed. Yeah. Sometime in May, and it was just like booty cheeks, bro. Yeah, I remember so, those hours were pretty yeah, wild. I fucking hated that job. <laughs> I literally, I would hang myself if I'm still there. Oof. Like I hated that job. That's rough. That's yeah. rough, buddy. Yeah, yeah, damn right it is. Well, speaking of uh, the little things, we can get into some other topics that we wanted to address on this week's show. Reed Detmers threw a no-hitter. Oh, you were there. And I got to be there for yeah, that. you were there. Can you can, can you just talk about that? Yeah. So I went to a game yesterday. We're recording Wednesday and on Tuesday, May 10th. I went to the Angels baseball game. Courtesy of uh, Rocks in the Outfield? Or you, no. You bought it, it on your own volition. No, I bought it on my own volition. They were actually at the game, so I, I didn't even think to ask. It was Otani bobblehead night. And while you I'm not another a, Otani bobblehead? Yes. Can I have the second one? No. Sorry. Some friend you are, you dickhead. No, I'm sorry. I'm keeping those. Even I like asked for them, and I'm not going to give them up. Because when I'm 50, I'm going to have those like up somewhere, and they would be like, oh, wow, you have Otani's bobblehead from 2022. And I'd be like, that's right, bitch. Hear that, ladies and gentlemen? He's really going to sell them for a lot of money. No, I'm not. Um, I think it's just cool to have, though, right? Bobbleheads are cool, yes. I do like going to giveaways when there's something that I'm interested in. And yeah. the Otani MVP bobblehead was something I was very interested in. I am going to May 4th. Okay. No. Wait, June 4th. I was going to say May 4th already passed, buddy. June 4th. Where? Dodgers Mets. They're giving out the Gil Hodges bobblehead. Ooh, His nice, Hall nice. of Fame indu- induction. I'm going to ch- I'm actually trying to go to June, or not June, May 17th. They're giving away the um, the Dodgers Mexican Heritage jersey. Oh, yeah. But unfortunately, I think hard. you have to buy the, the package. Yeah. I, I'll have to look into what prices are, but mm-hmm. I'd definitely do it. I'm not even a Dodger fan, and it doesn't say Dodgers anywhere on the jersey. It just says LA, but it's Mexican flag color, so... Ooh, that, that, that goes hard. Anyways. I didn't, I didn't even respond to your text message a while back about the A's game. Yeah. We talk about like, that now. Now, I'm sorry. I meant to respond. I, it, it can <laughs> well, let's, work. let's finish the Angels thing first, though. Oh, yeah. Well, Anyways. He was there for a no-hitter. Yes. Congratulations. Um, but, but I will say, no, I, okay, hold on. Let me get into this, though, because I feel like this was um, a cool little life moment. I went with my high school buddy that I was coaching at Santiago last year with, right? And even though I'm, I left Santiago this offseason to coach at a new high school, Western, um, he's going to still stay at Santiago for the remainder of this year. And, you know, it's kind of different because he doesn't know anybody from that coaching staff like that. Like, you know, he's not a part of that core group. So, you know, he's going to stick it out, though. And anyways, we, we, we got together to go to this game together, and... It was interesting because there was, like, a couple of moments where, you know, you didn't watch the whole game. And while Reed Detmers throwing a no-hitter is pretty, like, fantastic, you know, to see. The uh, the Angels did end up winning, I think, 12-0 to over the Rays. And they hit, like, fucking three or four home runs in the game. Like, it was a really, like, good game. But there was an instant, or, uh, instance where Rendon came up to the plate and the Rays were having... Uh, a position fielder. What do you call? It? Yeah, position, position player pitching. A position player pitching, and he came in and right away, like you know, he's just throwing like lollipops, like Sunday league, like you know, meatballs. And Rendon comes up. I think the previous two hitters either hit like one banged a double off the wall, the other one. I think Mike Trout hit a home run off of him, right? Anyways, Rendon, who's been slumping, he strikes out. I think he struck out like two of his three at bats in the first three at bats in the game. He comes up left-handed. Rendon's a right-handed hitter. He's never hit left-handed in the majors. Comes up left-handed, and my buddy's like, oh, watch him go yard right now. I kid you not. Second pitch, Jacob. You hear it hit the bat, and all of a sudden, we're sitting in, like, the right-field corner, 
and you see the trajectory of the ball, and I'm like, oh my god! Like I just started like tapping his shoulder. I was like, look, look, yeah, look! Yeah, you always do that. You beat the fuck out of whoever's <laughs> next to you. And dude, he hit a home run left-handed, and you know I was also high. I took like a liquid edible before I went to the game, and it was just kind of interesting because, you know, that friend I'll say his name PJ, you know. I've known him for quite a long time. I've known him probably since I was in seventh grade. We, you know, when I first moved here, and I started playing little league baseball. Uh, when I first moved to Orange, at least from Santa Ana, Orange, it's not a big move, but it was a significant move to me, at least in that that period of my life. And um, you know, PJ, I played on PJ's dad's baseball team um, for like three or four years straight, and I grew somewhat close to him and the dad and the family. And it was a positive experience living in a new city. And anyways, I, you know, we both went to, you know, he went to New Mexico State, you know, I, I went to junior college in Sacramento. So we were away for a while and we never really like, you know, we weren't like best friends texting each other, always keeping up with each other's lives. But coaching made us closer. And even though we're not going to coach with each other this year, I felt like it was a good omen to go to the baseball game to, you know, experience that no hitter, to experience all that we experienced that night. It just felt like a good omen that like, him and I are meant to be coaching or just working together in the future. You know, like that is what kind of what I took away from that night and everything that we experienced that night. Cause it was, it was a little, um, not, it wasn't not the word's not altruistic. Is it? It's no, it, I don't think altruistic would be the word. It's just, it was just a lot like happened last night and a lot like that. It was just a lot of positive vibrations, if that makes sense. That's just the best way to put oh, I'm it. I'm sure being at the stadium was pretty electric. Yeah. And it was electric in so many different facets that I felt like it wouldn't have been as electric had it not been with my, you know, my buddy PJ. Right. So it was, it was the company that you kept. Yeah. That made it even more better. Exactly. So and, and question. Yes. I may or may not be going to the game June 4th with a bunch of friends or not. Say they all fall through. Give me some tips on going to a baseball game by yourself. Ooh, I like... Well, one, I like moving around. So if you're into that, being by yourself is a good opportunity to kind of be able to move around and maybe check out a different seat. I know things work differently at Dodger Stadium and there might be more fans in the crowd to where you can't do that as much or as easily as you can in Angel Stadium. But um, I also think, you know, you yourself, Jacob, are a very sociable person. I, you know, you could go into any room. doesn't matter if it's a room full of dictators, a room full of nerds, a room full of football players. Like, you're going to go in and carry yourself the same way, present yourself in the same way. And I think that's very, like, appealing. You're very confident in how you speak and how you carry yourself. And I just think, you know, whenever, like, if you're sitting around people, which you probably are, you know, you make a comment about the baseball game to a certain particular somebody and, you know, right away in those first like two sentences that they say back to you or in that interaction, I think you'll get a good vibe if this person's down to I told you, I got that, girl, I right. got that girl's number from Dodger Stadium because right. she made that comment about the blue moon exactly. and how much it costs. And I was like, hey, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the thing. It doesn't that's even have ridiculous. to be about, it even have to be the game. It could be about, you know, what someone's wearing, about... It's just, you know, I feel, food, drinks. I almost feel like it's just taboo to go to a baseball game by oneself because it's such a social thing. It is such a social thing, and that's why it's and perfect. I feel like I'm missing out. It, I'm missing a core experience of a baseball game, my favorite part of a baseball game, when everyone's well, settled out. in and you just, you're talking to your, your friend. Like, you and I were talking about a big job raise or whatever, a big play happens. Ooh, great. Back to the conversation. Yeah. 
And I get that. And it may be scary to go to things by yourself. But I know, like, I've met a lot of friends who go to those raves, too. And they always talk about how, like, they go sometimes in a group. But because, you know, two friends are, tro like, rolling and another friend has to use the restroom. Like, they get split up for some reason. And they're usually, like, I've had friends that end up by themselves in raves. But then they end up having a good time because, like, when they're by themselves, they meet a different crowd of people. And in that crowd of people, they actually become closer. Not closer, but they have a good time with yeah. that group of people. And I can definitely see that happening to you at a baseball game. Because I think, like you said, it is a social setting. And sure, maybe, you know, a family of four, you know, two, you know, two parents and two kids, and depending on the age, they're not looking to associate. Not to associate, but they're not looking to communicate with a person who's by themselves. But I guarantee you there's, like, a group of, like, there's going to be a group of, like, four or five dudes sitting in your area or section and you know you make some sort of comment or they make they react to yours and i think you could just like hit it off right then and there you know or just find other people who yeah, i mean every, every, everyone's there because they like the dodgers or baseball shout out to uh my buddy matt on twitter that we we fuck yeah. around with a uh, dark wing mookie i yeah, think yeah. go check him out dude's fucking awesome but he goes he went to that. Uh, he went to the final Raider game yeah. against the Chargers in Allegiant Stadium by himself. Mm -hmm. he went to Dodger Opening Day by himself. Like he goes to like a bunch of Dodger games, and I always tell him I like, dude, cool. mad respect. Like I think it takes balls to just yeah. roll up, and it's like, sup? Like yeah. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's weird how I just pulled the chick's number at a party in front of the entire party and didn't blink an eye. Yet here I am. And there's different. The idea. You have different comfort zones, you know. Oof. It. Yeah, those lights are bright. You have different uh, comfort zones, though, and I just think it is good to push the boundaries of your comfort zone. The fact that you are uncomfortable or just uneasy about going to a baseball game by yourself, when you do this, you're going to feel so accomplished, Jacob. So that's so how I felt. It's not going to be an accomplishment. Yeah, it It'll is. be like a no. mini accomplishment. No, but this, that's how I felt, too, when I went to the movie theaters by myself for the first time. And it was kind of, like, weird. You're like, oh, like, if people are going to... It was like, an odd feeling, yeah. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, shit, like, this is going to suck, or people are going to make fun of me. And then you and, realize no one cared because it's a movie theater. Exactly. <laughs> no one fucking cares. No one, And if they do, that says more on them than it does about you. So... Yeah, truthfully. Do that, man. Um, and I think to you listeners, too, do things by yourself, whether it's eating by yourself, going to a game by yourself, movies fucking going to the beach or the park by yourself man there's things you could do by yourself that is i think very healthy and once you get over that fear of doing things by yourself because i think that's one thing that us especially young adults in their 20s we struggle with is we always feel like we need to do things with people yeah and i, I feel like i feel like that's an attachment mm, what do you call that not a curse but it's like you know it's an attachment that you shouldn't have and i feel like sometimes that's maybe why we get caught up in like you know, relationships or friendships that we don't necessarily want to be in because we feel scared to be alone. Right, it's for the sake of companionship. Right, for the sake of having someone versus having nobody because having nobody sounds intimidating as fuck. Well, it is intimidating as fuck. I eh, think there's a way to conquer the fear. Eh, is it intimidating as fuck, though? Once you accomplish it, you're not realizing why was it so intimidating. True. The most odd feeling after I, I... The only movie I've ever gone to see by myself was like a special screening of Saving Private Ryan. Ooh, damn. That's pretty bad. Yeah, this was way back when. Nice. A couple years ago. The only odd feeling I had when I walked to the theater was just I had no one to turn to and be like, wow, like, what'd you think of that? Or like, wasn't that mm, cool? Yeah. That, that, was, that was the only odd feeling. And it's not like I could call someone and be like, dude... Well, I mean, I could, but I, I didn't. You, yeah. And so, but I also think that's what Twitter and Reddit are great for, too. 
those True. platforms you find a I don't I don't know if I'm necessarily scared to do it I just it's I'm uncomfortable the the idea makes me uncomfortable and it makes me anxious because I feel as if people will look at me and they would know like oh yeah this guy came here alone mm-hmm. but I don't know I, I when I was 21 I used to go to bars by myself I got into some interesting things yeah <laughs> I haven't done it in a while <laughs> but like you should though do it maybe I, I don't know but I, I'll definitely do a game by myself that's something I, I will accomplish this season for the sake of just doing it and, fi- and feeling how I feel and just understanding finding my like role in that like maybe I don't want to talk to anyone and maybe I'm just chilling out and you know I'm friendly but I'm not making active conversation I just want to enjoy a ball game yeah there's that you know I can always do that because sometimes when I go with a larger group of people I get caught up in more of the experience of having a good time rather than remembering the game yeah. like I can't even remember who the Dodgers played Easter Sunday when I went I just know that they kicked ass and they won like 12. you don't remember who they played no you uh wasn't it the rockies or like that kind of sounds right i know it wasn't for some reason i get rockies or cubs definitely wasn't the cubs i would have remembered the cubs it was a dog shit team like they beat up on them pretty good i feel like the rockies is pretty that's crazy that you don't remember i feel like i I was also pretty drunk like it was day drinking like i I, yeah I, i had been drinking but hold on let me pull it up okay yeah my point is is when i go with a group like i think sometimes i just don't pay attention to the game as much as if, if as if I was going with a date or like mm. maybe if I went by myself I'd be really dialed in. Right. I don't know. I still I told you I still want to I still haven't done it yet, but I want to. I want to buy a, uh, a score book and just keep score of all the books. Oh, dude, do that. That'd be like a great thing to do by yourself too. Uh oh, it was Cincinnati. Oh, the Reds. Yeah, the Reds ended up being Cuz it was April 17th. That's right. right? You yeah. saw Hunter. No, you went the day after Hunter Green pitched. Pitch Saturday. Yeah, the Dodgers scored. Uh, Haney. That was when Hane Dog was looking real good. Oh, that was Haney's last start, I think, too. Yeah, before I hit yeah. the IL. Yeah, we went. Haney had 11 strikeouts. Fuck. Oh, man. Yeah, crazy. Haney. I don't even remember this game. Like, I remember being there. I remember being. Dude, Freddie Freeman went four for five that day. Shit. Sheesh. Justin Turner went two for three. Sheesh. Justin Turner. Yeah, holy crap. Anyways, so yeah. Anyways. I'll do it. Just, just to do it. Right on. Well, sticking just, with. Just uh, to get my dick wet. Sticking with baseball news. Get my dick wet. Happened today. Yelich. Oh, Christian Yelich. Put it in a cycle. Yes. Put that ass in a cycle. Put that ass in a cycle. Um, He did hit for the cycle today against the Cincinnati Reds, and which is a funny little tidbit here for all our stat nerds listening to the podcast. Oh, is it funny? I think it's funny. Or it's a little like... Oh, is it funny? Maybe not ironic, but comical. Oh, it's funny? Or coincidental. <laughs> He's hit for three cycles in his career, and all three have been been against, against two. the same team. And who is that? The Cincinnati Reds, who are a very bad franchise right now. Yeah, they're a very bad team right now. It's actually right very now. sad to I see what's I think we have the worst league of the MLB. You mean the worst record? Yes, worst record in the league. I don't know why that came out weird. But yeah, Christian Yelich is for the cycle, his third career cycle, and all three against the Cincinnati Reds. That's pretty astounding. Trey Turner has three against the Colorado Rockies. For, right. Former national. I didn't know that either. I found that browsing the subreddit today on the, on the Christian Yelich announced like they there was a post about it. And mm-hmm. People were just talking about it. How Christian Yelich in particular basically says "fuck the Reds." Nice. So you know. Okay, so let's say this in this hypothetical scenario, Jacob Fanshawe is either a player or coach in whatever professional sport he wants. If there's any team that let's say you're like a pretty above average coach, but there's one team that you could just own your entire career. Whether you know, or it's a team or a player, who would that team want to be? If I could own one team, like 
okay, for my example, right? Let's say I coach college football one day. I'm gonna use that as my example. You know, doesn't matter. Like I could be a eight and four coach every year, but as long as I beat Alabama every year, like my career, and I have a good winning percentage against Alabama, I'd be happy with that. Oh, the Giants. San Francisco or New York? San Francisco Giants. Okay. So you'd okay. So we're in this hypothetical scenario, you'd always want to own the Giants. Absolutely. Yeah. At one hundred percent, the Giants and the Patriots. Ooh, yeah, I like that. The Patriots is a good one too. Giants and Patriots. Those two, like, Buffalo could be zero and sixteen. Or <laughs> what no, in... no, but Buffalo can be two and sixteen, and those two wins better be against New <laughs> yeah. And I will say that's a great year because yeah. not only not only were we dog shit, but we were dog shit and we still fucking beat you. Like that's fuck you. Like I don't care if you went to the Super Bowl or I don't care what you did. Like those two blemishes on your record are from a team that's two and sixteen. Yeah, like that's my team. Yeah. And if the Dodgers were dog water and they only won against the Giants, I would still think like that's fucking. Like, dude, we still beat you guys, and we were we were we were shit. Yeah. Like that's just the ultimate troll. Think about it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you might be better than me. You might be faster than me, stronger than me, have more money than me, get better looking girls than me. But I still beat you. <laughs> get better looking girls. Yeah, it's dude. like when you get roasted. That's funny. <laughs> it's like when you get roasted in the girl group chat because you lasted like thirty seconds. Mm. But it's just like, but I still clap cheeks, right? No yeah. matter what, no matter what she says on that story, no matter how it goes, still clap cheeks, right? <laughs> right? Doesn't matter. That's a very mad Do- thing to say. It, it is like <laughs> it is, but I mean, it's well, it goes in line with your fucking discussion. Uh, okay, fair like, enough. Fair enough. Oh, the Bills are two and sixteen. Still beat the Patriots. Okay, fair still enough. Still hit though, right? I like that, man. Lasted one minute in the microwave. Still hit though. Yeah. Uh, for another sport, I think for basketball. For some reason, I'd always want to beat up on the uh, Lakers, too. Well, that's just because their fan base is fun to make cry. Yeah, it is. It really is, man. I feel like if you can make the Laker fans cry. Oh, like, UCLA, done too. Something. Ooh, UCLA would be fun, yeah, too. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to see Eucla fucking lose every Eucla. single fucking time. Eucla. Yeah, fuck those sissy blue bitches. <laughs> so speaking of the NBA teams and the Lakers, um, NBA playoffs. We'll just kind of give a brief update. Have you been watching basketball at all? Not at all. I just know, like, mm. I, like I texted you, I just know that the Memphis series is like super uber um, physical and yeah. that what's-his-name Draymond Green is, as usual, being a dumbass. Eh, he had a he had a moment. He had a moment in the game. Uh, He's just I think asshole. it was game one. I, I hate Draymond Green. I mean, I can't go into details why I hate him, but I just really dislike Draymond Green. I like I dislike the way he looks. Mm, wow. I, just, I, I feel just like that's personal. <laughs> Definitely not going to take this sound clip and put it on Twitter because he will come and attack your ass. Will he? Yeah, he'll probably look at your uh, profile picture and be like, well, I don't like how this guy looks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not talking physical. Like, I just, well, I am, but like, I'm not, nothing like that. I just mean like, oh. just he just only seems like a dick. Like, he's just an asshole. Okay. Well, well hey, you know, know what? You're, you're entitled to your own opinion. AJ Newell, don't hate me. I'm sorry. I don't even watch <laughs> basketball. So, look, but. Because to show how much creed weight you should put behind my opinion. In Correct. fact, I don't even have an opinion at all. The question was, have I been watching NBA playoff basketball? You haven't. And the answer to that is no. The only thing I know of NBA playoff basketball is what I hear through AM570. Okay. <laughs> right on, right on. So, just to kind of share a little update with you and the listeners. I think it's been a really exciting NBA playoffs. It does feel like out of the eight remaining teams, that like six of them could win. And I think anytime you have that, it's always good. Because for a while, I felt like it was either the Warriors or whatever team LeBron was on. And now it feels like there's a little bit more, is the word parody? Yeah. Yeah, there's a little more parody in the league, right? And so just to kind of give you some series updates as we're recording, Wednesday, May 11th, the Celtics are down 3-2 to the Bucks. They lost today, so the Bucks are up. 
The Grizzlies tied. No, actually, they didn't tie things up. They are trailing 3-2 to the Warriors. They had game six or five today, and they were able to pull out and um, avoid a game, uh, the series going to the Warriors. Also, on the other side, um, the, the Heat lead the Sixers 3-2, which has been a very physical series. The first two games were played without Joel Embiid, but uh, since Joel Embiid came back, the Sixers have looked a lot better. And the Suns are, I believe, up 3-2 against the Mavericks. So that's what's going on in the NBA playoffs. I think my favorite series... I, I would series... like to see the Suns come out of the West. I will say that. Just yeah. because I like Devin really? Booker. I like Devin Booker. Mm. I like I like Steph Curry and the Warriors a little bit more. I, I, I don't. I, yeah. I, I just... That's but fair. I, I, I dislike Golden State just because of how many times they've won. That's it. Yeah, I feel it though. Yeah, that's, I, I don't... Like I said, I'm not a big NBA guy. I try to be, and I just... Eh. It's not for everybody. I do like NBA Twitter, slow. though. It's too slow. Oh, you yeah, think NBA, NBA Twitter... Or Sorry, you think NBA is slow? Basketball is slow? Yeah, when you watch college basketball, then you go to NBA, it's like, dude, someone hit, like... Eh. Well, it's, well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, like maybe watching... slow is not the best word, because I feel like college basketball can be slower, and there's less scoring. True, college football. Excuse me, college basketball can sometimes just be a smorgasbord of either good scoring back and forth, and it's a good game, or an outright lopsided event, or it's a shooting brick miss. I feel like college basketball what makes it go so good is sometimes the so outrageous, and the environment. I think the environment goes a very long way. I think I do enjoy watching NBA. You know, that was like basketball was one of my first loves. Yeah, I, but you, I think, okay, question. This yeah. is a question for you about me. Yeah. Because I'm curious. Because I didn't grow up watching NBA, which, ironically enough, my cousin Tony is a huge Lakers fan. Shout out to Tony. Um, do you think I can learn to become an NBA fan? Is that possible, or do I just have to I mean, yeah. basically take Anything's that L possible. and just... No, any, you became a Bills fan within Cleveland! the past like, six years. Didn't you just become a Bills fan within the past six, seven years, right? Yeah. I, just as quickly as you became a Bills fan, I think you can easily develop, or not develop, pick an NBA team and follow them semi-frequently and like basketball. Or you don't have to pick a team. You can just enjoy basketball. I think basketball is probably the easiest sport to, to fucking, enjoy. not to enjoy, but to get, to understand. Because NFL, there's a lot of fucking intricacies. Well, I understand. You know, there's a lot of schemes and there's a lot of, I know. Oh, I'm not saying you don't, but I'm just aspect? saying, I'm just saying from like, you know, a person who knows nothing about said sport. You know, football is a tricky sport to learn, right? There's so much going on. There's so many instances that rarely happen that you'll see every now and then. You're like, oh, well, there's that too. Baseball, I feel like kind of similarly, right? There's a lot of moving parts. Basketball is like, hey, these two teams are going against each other. There's five people on the court, and you're trying to get the ball in the hoop, right? And there's this line that determines whether it's a two- or three-pointer. You can get fouled, sure. But I feel like for the most part, well, like, that's just... just dumbed down baseball. I mean, or excuse me, basketball. Baseball is no different. Play, a hitter goes up to bat, you hit the ball. Go to first. Right, well, what ha okay, what happens if the ball... There's these lines, right, that are foul and fair. What happens if it hits on the fair ball, even though it was a really good hit? Okay, well, it's foul. So, he has to go back and do it again. It counts as a strike, right? There's also the instance of an infield fly. I feel like that's kind of a thing that, that doesn't happen all the time. When was the but, last time you saw a game that, that infield fly rule was in effect? Mm. I don't even know what the fucking rule is. I thought to show how much it's been used. <laughs> when there's a runner on first and second, it doesn't matter how many outs, if there's a pop-up in the infield and the umpire has to call it, it, it's an infield fly rule. It's automatic out. And the reason they do that, you know why the reason they do that? No. Because 
because if it's an infield pop-up, right, the the runners on first and second are kind of forced to hold. They're not going to run. So what a team or what a player could do is let the ball drop and then throw it to third and second, try and get a triple or double play. Does that make sense? Yes. Because they're you're for, like as a runner, you're forced to kind of camp right by your base because you can't really go anywhere. You know, it's so close. So that's what it's trying to prevent. So. Wow, I did not know that that's what the rule was. So if there's a runner on first and second, regardless of the score, regardless of when it is in the game, mm-hmm. and there's an infield pop-up, the umpire has to call it? Yeah, and it has to be like a very routine pop-up. It can't be like... You know what I mean? Like if a person had to like dive and catch it, like it's not going to be... That's not an infield fly. You know what I mean? It has to be something that's like someone could have camped under for like at least a good second or two. You know, it's in the infield... Interesting. I, d- I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. So as someone who's not right now with the remaining teams and the <laughs> way the series are in NBA, and if I want to watch the remainder of the playoffs, as a neutral fan with no ties, and I don't even really hate Golden State. I'm just tired of seeing them in the news when I hear NBA, really. Right. Um, who would you recommend following? Who would you? Well, who, who's, I'm, who's the most exciting right now? I mean, you're I'm going to be biased and say the Celtics. If you're just looking for unbiased... I would say... John Morant. No, well, John Morant's exciting, but I think he's they're going to get eliminated by the, the Warriors pretty soon. As far as teams that are going to make a deep run... Bucks, for sure. Bucks, because Giannis Antetokounmpo right he's now, an it, he's an animal. He's a, as a he's a player like unlike any other. I think right now it's... You can make the argument he's the best player in the world at this moment. Um, Whoa, really? Mm-hmm, because LeBron's reign is kind of over. Um, you know, Kawhi's been hurt in the past year and a half or two. Kawhi's still a basketball player? Yeah, he's still a basketball player, <laughs> believe it or not. He, has just, he hasn't played any games recently. Same thing with Anthony Davis. And Curry, you know, Curry had his run for a while too, but he's not the same Curry he was in his peak peak. Right now, it feels like the player that's peaking and just dominating a lot of facets is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis and Luka. And, and Luka. I think Luka has some exciting moments, but I, I think there's still a level that he can go to that is greater. But I also do, like, you're not wrong for liking the Suns. I think while Booker is a pretty exciting player, I think Chris Paul is an even more exciting player. The fact that he's doing what he's doing, too, at this age, he's I think he's 36 or 37. Like, he's up there in age. But motherfucker is, like, consistent, dude. Like, he, he know, like he's just, like, that savvy, like, veteran, that savvy old dude like that, used to, that goes to play at the parks. And, like, you know, he's not very fast. He's not very skillful. He's not super big. But he gets to his spots and he knows how to hit those shots and and you know he knows his role. Yeah, he knows his role. He knows his capabilities, and I think that's really cool to to fucking see. Well, you didn't answer my question. I I did. The Bucks well, actually, or the Suns? Okay. Bucks or Suns? No Golden State. What what if I wanna? I you just said you don't like Golden State because they're in the news all the time. True, true, true. What about who? Oh, it's just the Bucks and the. Uh... The Celtics? Bucks, Celtics, Heat, Sixers. Ooh, Heat. I know the Heat I have a lot to like. Eh, I feel like you're not a Heat person. I feel like the Heat are like a, a rowdy group. Like, they're like a... Well, okay, that you, interesting. What, not, team, what team do you see as a fan as? Knowing as I'm a guy who willingly picked the Buffalo Bills, I, but I didn't know anything of their sucky history. I only knew about the four falls of Buffalo. Because of the Flash, right? Because of the Flash. What? Or you like them playing in the video game, right? You like... Oh, yeah, I just liked playing a Madden, and then I was like, dude, Tyrod Taylor's not that bad. And then I realized Madden video game doesn't equal real life. Correct. So, <laughs> yeah, but Tyrod but, Taylor lived up to hype. So, Or, no, excuse me, LaShawn McCoy lived up to hype. True, true, Sammy true. Sammy Watkins on the Bills was pretty sweet Yeah. when that lasted. 
Cole Beasley's been clutch. Oh yeah, that has been clutch. Yeah, I mean he's gone now, but um, he's clutch. <laughs> so I think just because you like the Bills for that reason, I would think you would like the Grizzlies. The Memphis the remaining Grizzlies. Two, yeah, the Memphis Grizzlies. Really? Because John Morant's an exciting player, and I feel like they have a lot of good role players. Okay, like g- give me the similarities. John Morant's obviously Josh Allen. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. John Morant's Josh Allen. Who's Stephon Diggs? <laughs> I, I I don't know if you can make an equal comparison like that, but I, you know, Stephon Diggs is pretty reliable. <laughs> probably like your best receiving target. Get a little kitty, by the way. Yeah, there's two cats. I like the neighborhood alley cats. Nice. I, I'm gonna say. Be careful. No, because Dylan Brooks is super unlikable now. Jaron Jackson's too inconsistent to be Stephon Diggs. Okay, which team has the coolest gonna... jerseys? There you go. Ooh, uh, remaining. No, now. Just in, that's in, what I'm in saying. The team's the remaining. Whole. Awesome, dude. You're giving me too many things to look at right now. Hold on. I'm going to say <laughs> Stephon Diggs of the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh fuck it. I'm gonna go Kyle Anderson. Kyle. Kyle Anderson. Anderson. And you know what his nickname is? What's his nickname? Slow mo. Slow mo. Because he literally like he he runs like a normal speed. I wouldn't say he's a slow player, but he his mechanics and everything's super slow. Really, and it's weird, like, but he still gets the job done. Like, obviously, he's an NBA player, so it's not like he's terrible. I don't know how apt of a comparison that is. Because okay. Stephon Diggs is pretty fleet of foot. True, but it's not. You're I wasn't trying to about a three. I know, I know. Hold on, hold on. But I'm not comparing yeah. the speed. I'm just comparing the consistency. Okay, that's fair. Because yeah. that is, I think Stephon Diggs is the epitome of right. Because John Morant is exciting, like Josh Allen. Stephon Diggs is consistent, and and he's consistent. Like, if you need him in a clutch moment, he'll come through with you. You can't say that for the Grizzlies' second or third best players, right? Mm, okay. But I think maybe in that fourth or fifth or maybe sixth discussion is Kyle Anderson. But Kyle Anderson, I feel like, is reliable. He does a few things really good. But Stephon and... Diggs is more than just reliable. He's an extraordinary athlete. Okay, but there is no perfect comparison okay, all right, for Diggs okay, all on right, the Grizzlies. Right. So you're you're <laughs> saying that I would probably be a Memphis Grizzlies fan yes. because the Grizzlies have gri- like they have a history of sucking and now they're resurging or like what? Kind what? of well, because you look, you had fun playing with the Bills in Madden. I feel like if you were a two K person and you're just you happen to get into two K, out of all the teams remaining, who would you like playing with the most? Probably the Grizzlies because there's a lot of players no, that you could use. It's not limited it's fast. to teams remaining. I'm talking the whole league. Let's gear up for the. Ah, no, I'm gonna keep it. I'm just gonna keep it up right now. Because there's too many. That's a big, like a big picture to look at. Because you just asked me earlier too, who has the best jerseys in the NBA? That's a, that's 30 teams to go through right now. I don't know who okay, has. Okay, fine, fine. Best fine. jerseys on the top of my o- head. Okay. <laughs> okay. I really fine. don't. All right, all right. I I will give you that. I, I we're gonna move past that. Okay. You know Overall, who I think you'd like. Overall, and not of the teams remaining. I'm talking just NBA. Like, say I want to watch NBA, and I'm not the kind of guy that I can just watch sports and be like, mm, yeah, I'm enjoying this. Like, no, like, I, I, I need to have a dog in the fight. Actually, that's not true. I watch baseball. <laughs> I was going to say, so what What are you looking for in this team? I want a team that is exciting. Okay. But I want a team with good character. Like, I don't want a bunch of uh, shitheads. Okay. Like, I want a bunch of guys that play so not hard. not the Grizzlies. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Dylan Brooks. Fuck Dylan Brooks. I want a guy, I want... A team that plays hard, they got good character. They're all personable guys. Like none of them are squares. They're all freaking cool people to like interview and talk. Like they're active members of the NBA community. And when you ask players about them, they're like, "Oh yeah, I got nothing good to say about so and so player." I want them to have cool alternative unis, of course. Yeah. Um, I want them to have a cool stadium. I think that'd be cool, even if a I cool never go visit. Yeah, just have a. What cool you mean sta- a cool stadium? Have like a cool, cool looking arena? court. Yeah. 
Mm, okay, okay. Like, I like Boston's court. Yeah. I think it looks cool. I think you could probably smell the ages coming off of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like TD Garden's like a hollowed ground. Mm. If you're a Bostonian, you probably think very highly of a place like TD Garden. Mm-hmm. True, true, true. Because many good things have happened for the Boston faithful there. This is tough. I... I'm leaning towards Portland. I like Portland Ooh. for you. Hold on. I know they were bad this year, but I feel like you would really like Lillard. Stay weird. Because, I, well, I like Lillard. I'm a big Lillard fan. He's, just, he's he's true to the that's team. That's a mouthful, ain't it? Lillard. Damien like Lillard? Lizard. <laughs> it's like Lillard, Lizard, but with an L. Lillard the Lizard. Anyways. <laughs> Let's get a Lizard named Lizard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's like, you know, the guys on there, uh, at least Damien Lillard now. Dame time. He's a good, hardworking dude. He stays true to the city. He has a lot to talk about. He's pretty active in the community. He should be a Nuggets fan. Um, I, I was thinking the Nuggets, but I feel like Jokic. The, the Jokic is too like he's a European, and like I feel like he's a mysterious European. Like <laughs> you don't really know a whole lot about him. And, okay. And interesting. He just he 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 operates on his own agenda if that makes sense like he he ha- he plays by his own rules almost right he, he does think he's a he's an anomaly he's really is a unicorn right a, like a, a unicorn a unicorn a unicorn did i say that weird yeah it came out weird my bad he is a unicorn like in every sense because he's this seven footer who could do things that like guards can do and he's fucking phenomenal but i i just from what you told me and the curriculum that you laid out i like portland for you yeah give me three um, teams and we'll move on from this okay I like Portland for you. Um, should I like the Raptors for you? Oh, I like I, I like I, I like dinosaurs. You, I could, <laughs> so actually, you know what? What a better hold way on, to choose on, a team than liking dinosaurs. Okay, I mean, really? Fair, fair. I, I I think you'd really like the head coach too. Nick Nurse is considered by many as one of the top three or five coaches in the NBA. And I can buy that cool like old school Toronto Raptor jersey. And I think you would like the Spurs. I feel like. Ooh, Vaughn's a Spurs fan. Yeah, My I buddy Vaughn. Shout can, out Vaughn Julio. Popovich, you know, I feel like the guys I usually get to, they're they're also in like a down streak right now, but you know. Well, Popovich is definitely on his way out. Yeah, he's older. So he's up there. It's gonna be a, a whole new era of Spurs basketball. So what a better way for me to get True. in on the ground floor than True. a True, and they have some cool retro era. jerseys too. Hmm, I do know Mano Ginobili. <laughs> yeah, I do you know go. about Timmy Duncan. Yeah, Tim Duncan. Do you know about the Admiral David Robinson? No, I do not. Ah, oh, I gotta know about David Robinson. Yeah. See, learn about him. If I were a Toronto Raptor fan, I guarantee you I would buy a purple sweater. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, right. I guarantee. Uh, okay, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. We're gonna put this on the back burner until okay. the beginning of the 23. In fact, write 20. it down right now. Like, like put. Let's put it like a. When does an NBA season typically start? Yeah, let's uh, do it right now. I'll, I'll put it October. in my phone. October. Okay, I'll put it in my phone. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna, Jacob has to pick a team. Yeah, or like we're just uh, of those three teams. Like I'll pick something that, like. Jacob picks a NBA team before next season. No, no, no. Write it on, like, the actual calendar. So well, reminder. I'll put it in that later. Are you going to you actually right remind it? Yes. Will, will you actually be reminded? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So, yeah, I, I'll give you that. Those three teams. I like, And I will say this. I like the Boston Celtics, and, I, and the sole reason why. I can see you liking the Celtics, the sole too, reason the players why, right now are really good. sole reason why I like the Boston Celtics, I like your guys' little mascot. Yeah. Because that's not a Celtic. That's, like, just an Irish dude. It is an Irish dude. Looking slimy. Yeah. 
We're not slimy. That's he's mean. Winking. That's mean to Irish people. He's he winking. just he's looking, he's looking devious. He's like, looking devious. Like he looks like the kind of guy that's hanging out at the end of the alley, and like you know, if you follow him, you're gonna have a good time. But he just looks suspicious enough for you to question. Right. Like, what are you doing here, so impeccably dressed with mm, a cane? Yeah. And a four leaf clover coming out of your hat, and yeah. you're deviously winking at me. What hijinks are we gonna get in today, Mister yeah. Mister Boston? Yeah. So, Honestly, yeah, I, I I didn't want to come off as biased, but I think you would really like the Celtics players too because they're pretty active in the community. They've had a a good core for the last right. four to I five years. I will say, so. if we're on topic of cool jerseys, see, this is what being a fan is about. Like, yeah. I don't need ties, so I'm just gonna pick. Okay. I, I will say, I think the Lakers their blue jerseys were really cool. Oh yeah, those are I hard. Thought those were very. Those nice. are hard. I didn't really enjoy the black ones, the black yeah. mama ones. I I didn't enjoy those. Um, I mainly probably could never afford to go to a Laker game, so maybe that's why I'm not going to be a Laker fan. Yeah, good call. Good um, call. I'm, I cannot be a Clipper fan because Max Air Jordan's a Clipper fan. And, and I, just, <laughs> I can't ever envision myself. Oh, shit. I can't ever envision myself bonding with that man. So there's that. Okay, fair, fair. That's yeah. Um, okay, well you have Phoenix. Ta- I like their jerseys. I like the. You have the time whole to think about this. Valley like mm-hmm. rocky. I, I do have time, and I. You know what? I've tried to promise before, but like really for the 2023 season, like maybe you and I should go half on like NBA TV because I need access to NBA. Uh, basketball. I don't want to go half on NBA TV. Okay, I'll respect NBA that. TV, then yeah. I'll pay for it, and you just have to give me a hand job, and that's the payment of you okay. using access to my NBA TV. Can I do butt stuff with you too? No, because you're not getting anything out of the NBA TV <sighs> package except taking my payment. Okay, fine. So you jerk me off. Okay. And I get to come on you. Chest or back? <laughs> Chest. <laughs> Nice, nice. I like chess. <laughs> All right, we can work with that. Last question of the episode, and we can make this rather quick. Jacob, I was watching HBO's Winning Time, and what's cool about that show is that now they only talk about the Lakers, but they talk about the boom of basketball, how it became popular. And they also incorporate a lot about, you know, cocaine and how prevalent oh, it was in the 80s. I mean, and it just felt like... That sounds like an exciting time. It is. And it's... You know, when I think of the 80s, this show does a good job portraying it. But when I think of the 80s, I think of the boom of basketball. I think of Reagan. I think of cocaine. I think of, you know, maybe a little bit of the Cold War, right? And, um, you know, that era, the decade of the 80s is defined by certain things. We associate certain things with the 80s. So I ask you this now, present day. We're currently in the year 2022. uh, But what do you think? At least let's start with 2010s. What do you think the 2010s is defined by and will be remembered by? I love boobies bracelets and, <laughs> and Coney 2012. Oh, my God. Coney, yes. And I love you for that. <laughs> and shuffling battles. <laughs> okay. And okay. wristbands, those silly bands, those mm-hmm. bands that you took off and they would be like, they'd make little like things like a dinosaur or an alien. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, no, nah, but seriously though. Yeah, I'm being dead serious. Okay, okay. You're asking right. someone who lived through like all of that. Like, dude, okay. that was middle school for me. Silly bands. Well, not me personally. Like, I didn't wear those, but it was like silly bands. I love boobies bracelets. Coney. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Dude, I was in middle school in the 2010s. Like, Okay. Or like I promoted for middle school in 2011. Like. Yeah. Life for like me, like for a while, like I don't give a fuck. Like maybe in high school, I I can recall like Obama, Obama, McCain, Hillary Clinton, uh, like like those names in politics and shit, like world shit like that happening. Trump getting elected. Mm-hmm. 
Um, definitely now COVID. Yeah, that's more of a 2020 thing, obviously, yeah. the 2020s. I mean, yeah, I think I answered the question to the best of my abilities, okay. like, for given my age and, like, what I lived through. Fair, fair, yeah. Oh, fair. T-bowing? That was oh. good. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think that what kind of encapsulates... Encapsulates. Encapsulates or encapsules? Encapsulates. Encaps... Oh, shit. Encapsulates. Yes. A lot of what you just said is social media trends. Oh, that's oh, a good word. The Kylie Lip Jenner challenge. Right. So just social media um, trends in general. Putting ice on your forearm and then putting salt and like getting really bad burns. Oh shit! People did that. <laughs> yes. I don't remember thing. Oh that. yeah, I. <laughs> I remember that one chip challenge people would do, or the cinnamon challenge. Chip challenge. The one chip challenge. There was like a bag you would buy, and it literally had one chip in there, but it was the spiciest chip ever made. And so like you would eat it and like see how long you can, you know, bear it before you like throw up or cry. That sounds terrible. Yeah, it was pretty terrible. Um, the ice bucket challenge. Ice bucket challenge. Yeah, I, I did, did that. that actually, yeah, I did yeah. that too. ALS. Shout out to ALS. Um, I mean, not shout out to ALS, but well, shout out to ALS supporters. Awareness. Aware- I mean, awareness. <laughs> awareness. <laughs> Jesus. But look, look. I'm tired. If, if I were to no, I know. We'll finish up no, right no, now. If I were to say what the 2010s were defined by, I would say political activism and wokeness. Right. That's a big oh word God. that gets thrown around. Um, I think. You know, social media trends, right? Doing it for the gram or Vine or whatever. Do it for what, state. What, yeah, whether it was your, you know, I love boobies bracelets. Did you ever follow diffs on fucking <laughs> no, Snapchat? I did. Dude, I'd sack that shit oh, was diffs? wild. Yeah, do it for state. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> dude, I saw some shit on there, man. Oh, shit. Mainly a lot of women getting filmed, probably non consensually oh, having sex, probably. Damn, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah. Wow. There's some dude who'd just be hitting it from the back, and, and the caption would be like, Diffs. <laughs> oh my it was god! It's wild. Okay, and, and have like um, a geotag like Old Town Sack. <laughs> As he's fucking just reeling this chick. Oh my gosh, yeah, dude! It what was an wild. interesting Snapchat's time. lawless. Yeah, I haven't been on Snapchat in years. Good for you. I'm scared to open it. Um, I also think social media is a pretty big thing that defined our 2010s. Oh yeah, of course. Instagram, and Facebook data collecting twitter mm-hmm. it's probably gonna get worse reddit i discovered reddit in the 2010s you know that's pretty cool first it was a cesspool of porn for me i'm not gonna lie and then mm. i cleaned it up and now it's just there you go memes and sports and memes and sports nice and random shit well there you go that's what the 2010s were defined by according to us folks yeah Any oh, fun? the cinnamon challenge i do remember yeah that was foolish yeah it was very foolish um kylie lip jenner challenge yeah uh, the mannequin challenge. Oh yeah, the mannequin challenge. Why is it? None of these planking. things were ever challenging. Remember yeah. planking? Planking. Yes, I do remember. I do remember the Alamo. <laughs> the um, Alamo. <laughs> uh, um, all right, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I we should wrap I, this I up. Ha- yeah, I have nothing more to say, and I think we'll just ramble on. I'm also getting tired. Yes, it is pretty late in the night. We do want to remind you, listeners, that we have school tomorrow. We do have school tomorrow. We have to be in, you know, class by seven thirty. Yippee kaye! Yippee kaye! Mini sirloin burgers. Do you remember those? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they would bring those back. Okay, okay, for real those this time, guys. Be sure to like. Be sure to subscribe. Be sure to follow the podcast, whatever platform you listen on. We thank you guys for listening to episode sixty-one. I am Noah Alvarez. I'm Jacob Banshaw. Be sure to follow the Front Row Seat on Twitter, at Front Row Seat Pod, at Front Row Seat Pod. And, yeah, I think that's pretty much it, man. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. 
You guys should listen to that album live at Folsom Prison, 1968, yeah. Folsom, California. Yeah, shout out to Folsom. Sorry, I just felt like saying because the there. album literally starts with him going, "Hello, I'm Johnny Cash," and then he's like, ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. You, you ever listen to Johnny Cash? No. Really? Can't t- I don't even know what he looks like. Wow, that's insane. Is he insane. white? Is he black? He's, he's definitely Asian? white. Okay. Wow, really? We might, we'll have to change that. See see if you even got the air for it. Okay. Fair but enough. Seriously, we love you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Thank we, you for giving you... Sorry, thank you for giving us your ear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I almost said that yeah, weird. Yeah, we are tired. <laughs> yeah, very tell. tired. We're making small grammatical errors now. Shout out to the Breakfast Burrito podcast. We're going to be on their podcast this week, so go check them out, too. Tomorrow to be in SAC. Yes. So we love you, Marcos and Eddie. <sighs> Kisses all around. All right. <laughs> peace out, folks. <laughs> Bye.